Welcome to Talent Hacks for Scale-Ups. You're listening to Theo Smith on the show for the people building HR and talent functions at Scale-Ups whilst moving at the speed of light. Today on Talent Hacks for Scale-Ups, we're joined by Stan Vasevich where he's telling us about the leading technology that currently plugs into smart recruiters. What technology should you be thinking about to help you strategize for the future acquisition of that talent you just can't get? Or how are you going to move it through the process? How are you going to assess that talent? Basically, we cover the lot in today's show. And Stan, as always, is on form. Enjoy. Stan Rosevich! How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Brilliant to have you on. Hey, mate, tell the world about who you are, what you do, the incredible work uh, and the incredible energy that you bring to everything that you do, Stan. Introduce yourself. What an intro, Theo. Such a pleasure to be here. It'll be hard to match your energy, to be honest, after that one. But uh, no, absolutely awesome. Um, I uh, I work for Smart Recruiters. And I'm their alliance uh, director for uh, EMEA, which means I work with loads of really interesting talent acquisition technologies to help people uh, attract, select, and hire amazing talent, as well as a bunch of consultancies, RPOs, and other people in the TA and the HR space. Amazing. And the reason why I got you on today, Stan, um, one is you're just a font of knowledge, right? It's always interesting to talk to you. You consume loads of information and then you're very good at sharing that information when you meet with people. Um, but there's a there's a real good gift to the audience today. And that's the fact that you really understand the HR tech space, right? You understand the kind of the SaaS space, right? You've, you've kind of lived and breathed it for a good amount of time. And you're seeing now at Smart Recruiters, probably some of the most uh, incredible technologies, the best technologies that are around because you're in charge for connecting them, for connecting those dots uh, into smart recruiters. So really, I wanted to get you in today to pick your brains because there's going to be loads of people in startups and scale-ups, like recruitment managers, uh, leaders, where they are scaling big time, right? And they need to know what technology they should be considering uh, when they're under all this pressure. Um, so have I got this wrong, Stan, or are you the man we need on today's show? I'm hoping I can help. <laughs> Brilliant. Good stuff. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about your role, because I've just done a, a poor uh, job of saying it. But you work with a lot of tech providers, right? I see you spend a lot of time with them and obviously uh, influencing, you know, who smart recruiters should take on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, our CEO, Jerome, had a brilliant idea. Uh, at a certain point to build a talent acquisition suite. You know, uh, many companies uh, at that time were using uh, applicant tracking systems. Uh, f- many of them still are, which, which is good for us, which allows us to, uh, to grow. Um, because, you know, tracking candidates doesn't really help you uh, attract, select, and hire them, right? There are, there are many other things uh, in, in the candidate journey and the talent attraction journey. And these days also, you know, after a candidate is hired in, in the whole internal experience journey that, that, that more and more we see talent acquisition teams 
uh, get involved with uh, the whole internal mobility topic, right? Um, what more, more is needed than just tracking. Um, so, so we built this beautiful suite, which you can uh, see as a system of records, you know, uh, not dissimilar to a Salesforce, right? Um, and also not dissimilar to a Salesforce in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the sales world, in the buyer's journey. Um, we have this beautiful open marketplace with public APIs that people can build to connect with, to offer value um, on top of what we already do. And that usually translates into some really incredible niche uh, solutions across, um, you know, all the way top of the funnel, just getting the right labor market insights, career sites, referrals, sourcing, chatbots, voice bots these days, that's coming up, uh, marketing automation technology, CRM, uh, loads of type of assessments, right? So you have these really quick assessments, you have psychometric assessments, behavioral, situational judgment, judgment tests, coding, culture, we can, we can talk a lot about that if you like, um, video interviewing, all of that sort of stuff, uh, transcriptions, background screening, then later referencing, onboarding, um, even even like text credit checks, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, all the way down to uh, candid feedback after the hire has been made and, uh, and, and internal mobility afterwards, right? So it's, 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 a, it's a really, really interesting uh, journey that we support, um, but we're blessed to have over 600 and fast growing actually uh, integrated partners that can support us with it. Amazing. And how do, so 600 is a lot, right? So how does your average uh, recruitment person or leader, you know, select through all of those, you know, what, what, how, how are they making sense of that? Uh, I guess some segmentation of um, where they are in the world, um, you know, the type of process that they currently have in place uh, and what problem they're trying to solve, right? Because there'll be radiation technology, but you, you tell me like, how, how are they able to select from such a wide group? Yeah. Um, we try to help them, obviously. Um a little bit of history on how the group was built, though. We've noticed that almost every time that we won a customer, they were working with some favorite technologies, usually in a, in a specific department. I mean, your, your um, you know, principal recruiters aren't really using uh, sourcing tools anymore. That sits with your sourcing team, right? And in similar fashion, um, all the different data analytics tools that exist um, aren't really used by everyone, but usually by, by the data team. Or, or right, and, and and because of that, every time that we we win a customer, we usually find out about some kind of tool. So that that's one way that the ecosystem expands. It's not like we come across, come along and we're like, hey, have a look at these six hundred options here while buying our software. That that will really help the buyer's journey, right? Um, so, so, so I'm also blessed in my position that I can learn a lot from from all these really uh, inspirational, interesting talent acquisition uh, individuals. But um, you know, at a certain point, it does happen that, that people want to solve something that our system, you know, um, doesn't solve at that level. And at that point, they will ask us, hey, can you help with that? So, so that's, that's another angle that we help them for specific solutions. Uh, one really cool thing that we, we've launched earlier this year, uh, and that I invite, you know, anyone that's interested to, to ask us about, especially customers, are what we call a marketplace inspiration sessions. Um, and these can be very abstract. You know, we can come in and kind of talk you through uh, what we what we uh, believe is the hottest tech in each specific segment. Or you can tell us where you're looking to see something new, where to be inspired, hence the name. And, uh, and we're happy to talk you through it. And uh, subsequently, if that goes uh, well and you are interested, then, then we can make introductions to our partners. And we do that really often. I think we make 
10 to 15 introductions on a, on a weekly basis. We're talking about hundreds of introductions a year uh, that, that, that we um, yeah, make for our partners and uh, that we force them to get in return. Brilliant. And so if they, so if we're looking at kind of the journey now going through that process, let's pick out some of the, the technologies then. And they don't have to necessarily be the new uh, innovative ones, but the ones that you've got an eye on, maybe they are, maybe they do stand out from some of the others as being quite different because not all technologies made equal, right? And they may be solving the same problem, but each technology has a different approach potentially to solving that problem. So what shouts out some of the, the things that you're seeing now that excite you and delight you around where the future may be going. Mm, all right. Um, let me start all the way top of the funnel before you start sourcing. It's always really relevant to understand if the talent is even present in your market. Uh, you know, otherwise you might be spending a lot of um, time or ad uh, budget on regions where, you know, where, where, where there's nobody that, that you're trying to attract. So, uh, look at companies like Intelligence Group. Look at companies like Horsefly, Claro, um, Burning Glass. You know, the, 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 these are MZ. You know, they, they just fused MZ Burning Glass. I think they're called right now. But but these are companies that are very very relevant to to help you understand where to source, especially in this remote world. Since you can source anywhere, why not source from the place that most of the talent that you're looking for is present? Um, so that's relevant. Um, more down the funnel, you know, uh, when, when you start recruitment advertising, you know, that there, there, there are players like uh, like Bonk. I think they do an amazing job globally, both in programmatic and duration advertising. You kind of holistically merge those worlds. Uh, I'm, I'm bullish on Adway. They do really cool stuff. Um, there, there are really interesting uh, programmatic technologies around the world, you know, like uh, Pando Logic, uh, Golden Bees. Uh, uh, the, 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 those are interesting, uh, interesting companies uh, um, in, in that space. Um, at some point, once you start attracting, people will have to land on the website. I, I, I'm very bullish. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan um, of Attracts. Uh, a few people have heard of them, Attracts. That's uh, A-T-T-R-A-X. These guys built websites that automatically changed themselves based on geography, uh, geography great pronunciation, Stan, um, context, and behavior. So geography is simple, right? If you log in in France, the website's in French. The content is French, related to people in France, right? Um, behavior is interesting. If you came from GitHub, Reddit, Stack Overflow, Kaggle, you're probably do, doing something with engineering. The website will pick that up and will be tailored to an engineer's interests, right? And then the last one, uh, or, or, or another one, you, you search for a specific role, a specific job. You leave the website, you come back. The website is built around that. And the last one is context. So context is, um, you know, what, what have you searched for specifically before? How have you uh, clicked? You know, what, what, what type of, um, uh, it, it's closely knit to behavior, but it, it will, it will uh, tailor uh, what's relevant to you. And, you know, compare that, compare that to spending loads of money on a expensive creative uh, team or company that will build something uh, incredibly beautiful, but that does not um, engage uh, with your, with your audience at all. Um, I would always go for the first one. So, 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 so that's, that's, that's one that I'm a fan of. I also like, cause it's, it's kind of similar the, uh, the, the career website project that the Clever Connect uh, created recently. 
<laughs> Funnily, they call them smart websites. They're they're not affiliated with us. They're a partner, but but not with not, not smart careers, but smart career sites. I mean, these guys just raised thirty million, so I'm expecting a lot to come out of that, right? Uh, everyone's struggling to attract talent, so this is cool. So, uh, you know, you checked out the labor market. You 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 you've done some advertising. You got people to come to your website. This is all great. You know, they start converting. Uh, but obviously, you can't just sit and wait for candidates to come to you. And 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 that's why another thing I'm extremely uh, um, you know. Uh, they're um, excited about our, our referrals. I think it's uh, everyone knows them, but I, th- I think they've been taken to the next level by, by a bunch of companies. Um, and, and, and two, I'd like to shout out, for example, our uh, first bird in, in, uh, in Germany, uh, brilliant team, um, operate with some of the biggest global organizations, uh, really nice partner as well. And, uh, and the other one is real links. And I think one of the smart things that these guys did is, they allow um, recruitment teams to connect the referral tool to their employees' social media networks, right? And then in a GDPR-compliant way by hiding all the personal data, they can either ask the employee to reach out to their network or they can reach out in the name of the employee. And to make sure that's relevant, they automatically match the people in the employees network, you know, and when I say network, that can be LinkedIn, that can be GitHub, that can even be Facebook, right? Anywhere where people say what kind of job they're in, that, that, that can automatically be matched with jobs, saving loads low of time. And uh, they do something really cool called uh, referral jams. Um, they, they, they charge for them if you want a bunch of them. But if you're, if you're really, really nice and you ask your CEO, Sam Davis, if he wants to give you one for free, then uh, and you're lucky, they might just do it. And the referral jams are... Are these these plug and play sessions where you come together with the team either virtually or on location, and everyone uses the reeling tool together to drive referrals? And I have not seen an unsuccessful referral jam. Every time anyone does it, I, I've I've joined a few uh, for for our company ourselves. Uh, someone gets referred, and then often someone gets hired. So 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 that that that's that's a really really cool stuff. Um, top of the funnel, and then, and then finally, and if, uh, let me let me shout out one more startup, and then I've been talking a lot. Like you. Ask me a question again, and as you can see, if you ask me about tech, you know I, I can I can give a very long answer. Um, but um, check out this small company called uh, Source Whale. Really worth a look if you're sourcing. So doesn't matter if you're a startup, you got a big sourcing team. These guys uh, did, did did some really really smart stuff around. Uh, you know, sequencing, automated messaging, that sort of, that sort of stuff, um, and. Uh, at a really nice price point as well. Um, the guys are bootstrapped, but already profitable in just, I think, a year and a half's time, which says something, you know, they already amassed over a thousand customers. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of them. And finally, you know, why not? <laughs> this last one. If you, Again, if you're searching for talent and you want to get a really uh, well-sequenced uh, uh, database, uh, check out uh, companies like Seekout. Just raised 70 million for that reason, you know. So clearly, investors have trust, but they also have a very decent uh, customer network. And, uh, and their direct competitor uh, is a higher tool. Uh, both, uh, both definitely worth a worth a look. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping that anyone trying to attract right now, top of the funnel, will will benefit from these tips. Amazing, and it, so it's nice. It's nice to hear some uh, some names of, of organizations that I have a lot of respect for. So Horsefly, I followed their journey. Um, their investor Keith uh, and just did the whole team there for a long, long time, and uh, mm-hmm. they got onto uh, that uh, piece of work before LinkedIn got onto it. You know, before obviously LinkedIn had the data, but they did nothing with it. 
Um, and Horsefly got in there and created something pretty incredible and developed it really well. So I like that. Uh, Vonk, obviously, uh, um, you know, I've used Vonk uh, and, and found it very beneficial. And obviously, you were there at the time uh, and a great tool in technology and, and, and really good to hear what, the work that you're doing with them um, as part of Smart Recruiters. So I think that's a, an incredible piece there. Um, and, and Real Links, I worked with them as part of a, a project with other organizations. I, I moved on something else. Um, so I could no longer work with them on it, but um, I could see what they were developing and doing then. And, and I really respect the guys over there and, and love um, how hard they're working to kind of take that to the next level. Because COVID probably hit them hard uh, in terms of what they're trying to achieve, right? Because everyone's focus moves away from stuff like referrals. And it's like um, sink or, you know, you're just trying to stay alive organizations. So, you know for, I mean? Funnily enough, not, 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 not so much. Because um, what we're really? Yeah, yeah, what we're seeing at Smart Cruise actually is that there's a there's a trend in the market, and that's that loads of people. You know, I think I think there's an article or there, or, there, or there's a, there's a term coined the Great Resignation. Yes, Lo- loads of people found out that that you know their commute and the life that they lived didn't really live up to the standards that they actually want to uh, live by, and uh, companies, especially those that are they're failing to adapt, are having a massive massive struggle uh, hiring talent. Uh, and, uh, I think referrals are, are are one of the one of the best best ways to do it. Um, but that's a consequence of COVID rather than during COVID. Do you see what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's oh, happened because of COVID, organizations like Realink said, now, you know, Renaissance, right? They're, they're loving it because yeah. of the change of mindset. But for that six to whatever it was, six to eight months period where everything just stopped. Yeah, our our, um, our our CEO actually uh, just let me share that one because I think the way that, that he pulled us through just uh, deserves a mention. Uh, Jerome, uh, he had a metaphor which I think is a thing of beauty. It will stick with me for my whole business career, and that's what that's why I like to share it. But he went out to our biggest prospects. Um, our sales teams went out, but he actually went out personally as well and uh, asked their 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 highest ups like, "Hey, you know, let's imagine the ATS as the." motor of your car you know the engine you know what is the best time to replace it when the car is moving or when the car is standing still and we have uh, had a lot of very brave talent acquisition teams and leaders raise their hand to their board you know to, to their senior seat to their senior executives and say hey this actually makes sense because i've got 20 50 recruiters that don't have that much to recruit right now, but these are complex projects that can take months to you know, uh, evaluate, decide on, implement. And we've actually implemented some of our biggest customers to date in light speed breakneck time because suddenly these people that had a couple of hours a week for these projects could focus on them full time. And that, that says something. And, uh, and, and I just wanted to share that one because uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. I think accounted for pretty much any tool, anything you want to you want to implement. If you find yourself standing still for whatever reason in the future, you lost your job, you did something else, try and do that one thing that you always wanted to do but didn't have time for. Absolutely. And then you've got, you know, the, the reality is a lot of organizations now are turning on a lot of these plugins, right? A lot of these technologies because they're under significant pressure. So you're right, those ones that made that decision when the pressure wasn't there as much and they had a bit more well, time. They're the ones who are winning now because they, they change technology and they can now switch on 600. <laughs> really, well, not that much, right? But they're gonna, they can select from a, a wide variety of, uh, of what are incredible technologies. What I would say, uh, and I don't know how much you see this, but 
Um, I suppose the other thing, uh, it's easy to look at 600 and think that's a lot, right? But actually, one thing that I know from being on all different sides of the, of the field, um, that uh, actually, a lot of this comes down to relationships, right? I see it time and time again. You know, price has an impact, dependent. But a lot of uh, organizations, where they're given the freedom, flexibility, where they're given the independence as leaders to make proper decisions, and they're given the variation of spend and everything, a lot of decisions are being made, made on uh, relationships, values. You know, basically, what, what is this organization's values? And I talk a lot about this because of my interest in your diversity. Like, what are they? What does that company care about, right? They've created HR technology. Okay, it works. It does what it says it does. But what's the rest? What's going on? Like, how do they lead their organization? How do they treat their people? What's their methodology? When the proverbial, you know what hits the fan again in some point in the future, who knows when, like, what are they going to do then? What matters to them? Like, what are you seeing? And I don't want, you know, you don't need to call on it. But are you seeing this in, in the types of the, the way that the, these tech providers are now thinking about this? Or is, is this another opportunity for them now as they evolve and develop into the future that they focus a bit more on values? For us to partner with us, our values are key. In our application forum, we, uh, for partners to apply with, we even express our values and we ask them to tick a box and say, yes, you know, we align with those. Obviously, everyone does it because if they say no, then, you know, we won't be partnering with them anytime soon. But 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 that we, we still want it in there just to make sure that we said it like, hey, this is what we stand for. You know, we're an anti-racist organization, for example. It's super important for us, right? We want to make impact. We, I mean, I want to go through all, all of our values, but the point is, I, I think it's incredibly important. And in my position, I promote it. Look, you, you, you can't have five engines in a car. You know, that, that doesn't really make sense uh, unless you're some kind of, I don't know, uh, fast and furious customizing fan. I don't know, but it would look really weird. So yeah, you do need one system of records, which is normally us for, for TA. But then why wouldn't you work with a partner solving a specific solution across um, in a specific geo and work with another partner solving the same thing in another one because you get local support, you know, uh, people that speak the same language, etc. cetera. Um, it's a great way to start uh, consolidating, you know, that, that, that makes sense sometimes from a price point, from a management point of view, but especially these large enterprises. Uh, when they ask me, like, hey, what's the best tech in this segment? I mean, the, it's really hard for me to distinguish between like the top three, top four go-to partners within each each um, part of the candidate journey. So I will usually recommend two or three, you know, the, the ones uh, that I'm, I'm a fan of. And if they're, and they often are based in different countries or different geos, I'll just say, hey, why don't you just try working with them? It's the only way you will actually experience not just the tool, but the people around it as well. And that's the thing with SaaS. Uh, we, we, we forget, we forget how important the people behind it, behind it are because once AI takes over and it will, and I want to talk about it a little bit later on, um, cause, cause I think we're, we're not doing enough of it. We talked a lot, a lot about it superficially without understanding it a couple of years ago. And now we stopped talking about it because, you know, it's, it's kind of got a bad rep. Anyone that says AI suddenly, you know, is like, ah, is it real AI? And, uh, look at that guy trying to look, uh, interesting. But back to the people, I think once AI takes over, and it will, most of what we're doing today will be automated, then uh, relationships and people you know, will actually be liberated to spend more time with each other and focus more on those, become better at it, because many of us aren't that good anymore at you know, um, having a good relationship, offering a good service even, and, and, and keeping relationships intact. So uh, 
I think is incredibly important to you. Uh, so that's perfect, right? And and we'll uh, we'll, we'll just uh, bring it to kind of the final close of. Uh, let's talk a little bit about AI, machine learning, just uh, and, and I'll frame it from my perspective. Uh, and then I want to know about kind of what Stan's takeaway points of the day, because this is brilliant, mate. You've just you've just whizzed through all of that. And I know they can uh, they can get in contact. You can see the the 600 pounds you go on Smart Recruits website. And from the from the values piece, um, you know, you uh, Smart Recruits are living the values. And that's why I mention it, because um, the tech companies plugging in can learn a lot from the information and the guidance that you're sharing, which is great, right? So I, I love the, the stuff that you do to support the community on that basis. Right. But if we think about AI, right, and machine learning, for me, it's like this, uh, you know, this shiny <laughs> surface on something that's built on old algorithms, right? I won't go too deep into it, but you, you've heard me say it, right? So um, my fear is that the people going out talking about AI and machine learning, they, it's the same rhetoric, right? So if you ask them what's unique about your technology, AI, blah, 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 blah. It's it's the same. I have no idea. I've like as a buyer, I don't know what you're talking about. So like where do you, how far away do you think we are from these technologies moving away from that kind of AI and machine learning as a buzzword? And actually what we're seeing now is the te- technology really starting to innovate in this space. We're, we're here, mate. We're here. We're, we're, uh, the, the problem is we're not necessarily here that much in talent acquisition. You know, but uh, I and I say this more often. You want to see the future of business to candidate technology and processes, and the way that people support them. You need to see what's happening in the business to consumer world, right? Because I already compared ourselves to Salesforce, and and look at when we were launched, and look how long Salesforce has been around, right? It's like a decade difference, right? And and that goes for the whole AI topic as well. Look, anytime that someone says AI, you just got to ask people. What does the AI do? And then you can say it in really lamer terms. Let me give you an example. Um, I'm, I'm going to write a piece about it as well. So, so I'll put all these names in there. Uh, the, the, the piece is going to be called, Are You a Lamp Lighter? You know, you know what a lamp lighter is? No, explain, please. So the, the, the services of the lamp lighter, I don't blame you, weren't required anymore uh, after 1899. That's when the last lamp lighter quit. But a lamp lighter is a uh, person employed uh, to light and maintain candles, you know, or later gas streetlights. You know, they, 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 they had a stick, some oil on it, and usually had some stairs, and they lit all the streetlights. And then in the morning when the sun came up, they extinguished them. I know that we have a lot of lamp lighters in this industry. I'll explain to you why when, I, when, when, I'm, when I'm there and um, in the end. By that I mean, uh, we have a lot of people doing a, doing a job that essentially AI can already do right now. Can already do it. You're doing something that, sorry to say it, doesn't add much value at this point anymore. But shortly, probably maybe even now, AI is doing a better job than you are already at a gazillion times your productivity ratio. And um, what we're doing as an industry, a lot, too much, is we're looking at the lamplighter stick. Let's say the stick is the ATS, you know, these partners are looking at improving the grip or better oil suction, you know, or, you know, a, a slower burning oil tip so they can light it less and save some oil lighting all the lamps and then better extinguishing technology, right? Where we're looking at that stuff when actually, let me bring it back to business and consumer. You're, you're a writer, right, Theo? You wrote blogs and stuff, and you posted on LinkedIn. You bet. 
Okay. Here is a list of companies that will write your copy automatically. If you give them a subject, they will write the whole piece that can be a little snippet, a blurb, that can be a whole five-page blog. <clears throat> Writer, Jarvis, Copy, Short AI, Write Sonic, Pepper Type, Longshot, Copysmith, Copymatic, Nicious, Close Copy, Content Villain. And if you look at Dali, D-A-L-L-E, after Salvador Dali, the crazy painter, Dali will actually produce an image from the text that your other AI wrote. So you give one AI a subject, it'll write a book for you, and then Dali will put images in it. You can tell them, do they need to be people or, or do they need to be subjects? Question. Where, where, where does it leave? Where does it leave the millions of people involved in writing? They will tell you, well, we are more creative because we're humans and we have something special. It's really hard to distinguish, you know, um, AI produced content versus human. I'll finish by Have saying, you ever read any of my content, Stan? All right. <laughs> uh, uh, let, let, let me finish this thought. But yeah, it, it'll be hard to replace you. That's true. That's true. But um, my, my parents are musicians. Uh, you know, they, they went to uh, the conservatory, conservatory in Warsaw. My, my dad was a uh, uh, violinist, uh, second concertmeister in the Dutch Philharmonic Orchestra uh, for 40 years. So you can say that the guy knows his classical music. I let him listen to AI-produced classical music, Beethoven, and ask him to tell me which piece was produced by AI and which wasn't. And I don't blame him that he couldn't do it because over 90% of other classical musicians who went through that exercise couldn't tell the difference. And this is one of the most brilliant human beings, creative human beings ever. So... If you're doing something now, something creative or something repetitive, ask yourself, you know, are you a lamplighter? And then ask yourself, what can you do about it? And if there's nothing you can do about it, <laughs> you know, if there's no way that you can contribute to automation, to better coaching, structuring, or channeling it, then you better start focusing on your friends and your, your family, and your peers, and be, becoming, you know, a, a really, really good human human connected being because you know that's that's all that will be left for us in x amount of time i won't put a stamp on it raymer kurzweil says 30 years from now and then nick bostrom says a bit later he's actually saying that ai will destroy us all kurzweil say it is that it'll make us into demigods let's hope kurzweil's right but again i'll leave you with that one because i see we'll just have two minutes are you a lamp rider and if so a lamp lighter what are you gonna do about it Let's go. Oh, well, even worse if you're a lamplighter in an organization run by lamplighters. <laughs> yeah. You're producing, producing lamps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of people can relate to that last one. This episode was brought to you by Zinc, who offer automated reference and background checking tools directly in your ATS. If you enjoyed this episode, please do like, subscribe, leave a comment or share to support the show. Thank you.